the governors uh, got together and said, look, let, let's play for a hog. Let's play for a pig. Ben and Eric gather at their laptops. One's a gopher, one's a hawk. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the pod of Rosedale, the bronze pig full of hot takes. I'm Ben. After a very riveting weekend of football, Eric, how are you, sir? I'm here. Uh, you know that REM song from the 90s, Everybody Hurts? I just have that ringing in my ears. It's just over and over again. That's that's where I'm at. I thought you were going to say losing your religion and you were going <laughs> to give up your devotion to your, your PJ Fleck cult. Uh, no, I feel like I'm, you know, remember the music video, like traffic jam and he's just sad. Michael Stipe's just sad and he gets out of his car and looks at everybody and, you know, everybody hurts sometimes. I don't think I've ever seen the music video for that. Oh, that was in the music video era. That's crazy. I've seen it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Okay. I want to. I need to give you. You know, I do want to talk some trash, but I want to give you some major props because you and I got to watch the game together. Um, you know, with your family that that's in the uh, Iowa City area, uh, and all of your extended family is are big Hawkeye fans and you're just the lone gopher sitting there cheering away for your beloved gophers. And I was just really impressed um, that you've been doing that for a long time and you just take it like a champ. Very impressive. Year after year. And we used to go to the games and I'm the only one there. And, you know, we tailgated together. Ben showed up and we were right in front of Kinnick tailgating. And again, I'm the only only one dress. I mean, the nice thing about Iowa fans and, and the people that I hang out with, they don't like shun me. I'm not over in the corner somewhere. They accept me. Um, so that, that's, that's gracious of all of them. Oh, well, uh, and it got some people running by yelling, row the boat, get some dirty looks by <laughs> some gopher fans. So <laughs> I only saw the go. I only saw the dirty look. She said you got some cheers earlier. There are a few cheers. Yeah. You missed the cheers. I saw the ones who were just eye rolling and annoyed at your outward expression of enthusiasm. They were not happy well, at the gopher's fans. I saw it's funny. My, uh, my sister-in-law, her, her husband's family or soon to be husband's family's was all there. And, uh, I yelled at once and, um, uh, my sister-in-law, soon to be father-in-law, was like, "What is the role?" Because he didn't understand. He's like, "Explain this to me." Right. And I found myself as I was breaking down the whole thing is just like, "This is the dumbest thing ever. Why? Why am I even saying these words? Like, they're so it's such a stupid explanation." And the look in his face is like, "Yeah, that's that's really dumb." Well, like, yeah, no, it is. It is dumb. It's a dumb thing, but that's what he yells over and over again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whatever. He's he's got the whole self promotion thing down. But I gotta tell you, it was awesome, awesome, awesome to be tailgating for the first time in a couple of years, just to be out and about. I drove into town. I don't know. I got there twelve, maybe, maybe a little before twelve, and just seeing all the cars and all the idiotic students wandering around. I was like, oh man, it is good to be back. I've missed missed the just insanity. It's it was a little quiet for a tailgate. I, I will have to say it's it's the first time I've been there since in the COVID era. And uh, it was a little subdued. Maybe maybe that was because it was cold. It was a cold day. Uh, but there's been colder days. I mean, this is not it wasn't that bad. No, but this probably was the coldest football game, I think, though, that I always had. I would I would guess this season. Yeah, yeah that's well, yes, not all yeah. time. No, I'm yeah. not saying entirety of history. For sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a little subdued, I thought. But I didn't. I didn't venture around. I didn't go like right by the stadium. We're we're a ways away. Um, but yeah, I saw a headline. It was like it should be tread water, not row the boat. And that's kind of how it feels with PJ. We're just sort of floating along in the in the lake, not rowing anywhere. I don't, so I, I did have a question for you, Eric. So how many how many Gopher fans do you think have lived and died? since the Gophers became a, a football team, whatever, 150 years ago or whatever. Do you think it's hundreds of thousands, millions? Uh, I don't know about that, but maybe. Okay. I mean, fans, like just anybody's uh, casually interested in the team? Is that Sure, I'm not or, like, talking about the diehard. fan, anybody season who's, ticket holders. Anybody, anybody who'd say, hey, I, I'm a Minnesota Gophers supporter. I, I cheat, that, That's my number one college football team, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yeah. 
Okay. We'll go with hundreds of thousands. Sure. Sure. 150 years. All right. Let's do that. So for all those that have lived and died, how does it feel, Eric, that none of them have witnessed Iowa beat the Gophers as many consecutive times as you have? Uh, that's depressing. None of them witnessed a seven game Iowa win streak. Not a one. Well, I also saw something on Twitter. It was babies born the last time Minnesota won at Kinnick are 22 years old right now. Yeah. Peter so. Fleck was a senior in high school. I was, I was <laughs> yeah. a freshman in high school. I know. Uh, it's a joke. Uh, it, it, it's brutal. Uh, the just Kinnick magic continues. I don't know how it happens. I would, Really, in some ways, didn't have any business winning the game. It's tough. I was, like, thinking about it. It's like, statistically, the Gophers outplayed, but it was just, like, back and forth, and it was just a dumb game, as I suggested. And people should know, you you eventually took my advice and put money on the Gophers. If I had got in a five and a half, I would have made some money. Right. Well, I told you, seven points is ludicrous. Six points but is ludicrous. But I couldn't bet until we crossed state lines, so once we hit, That's once true. we crossed state lines, it went to four and a half, and I lost. Yeah, no, that's true. It's like these lines are nuts, and we'll talk about the stupid Iowa Illinois line when we get to it. But I, I don't, I, I'm baffled by all but, this stuff. But it was totally winnable game. The Gophers absolutely could have won the game. Of you know, I, I think the the one, you know, I don't know how detailed you want to break down play by play here, but the one touchdown I, I, after we watched it a couple times, I think the ball was coming out before the Gopher guy crossed the end zone. So. Okay, caught a break there. But like you said, statistically, the Gophers outplayed him other than just having a completely shitty quarterback and a, a guy who has no business being a starting quarterback in Tanner Morgan. So th- th- I don't think they deserve to win when you when you put that guy out there uh, because you ha- have a better option. You back up through a touchdown. And uh, yeah, he was know, a leading passer until I think until Tanner Morgan or no, probably sometime late in the third quarter, Tanner probably passed Cole Kramer's passing total with the one pass. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in the halftime, Cole Kramer was the leading passer for sure. Yeah. I don't think Tanner Morgan had even 40 yards passing the first time. He got I mean, Tanner Morgan got most of his yards in the fourth quarter. I think well, yeah, it's not like he had a lot, 160 or something. He it's not like he had a huge passing game. I think he had more because he got a lot of yards on that Ottman bell touchdown. I think that may salvage the numbers quite a bit, probably. Yeah. I think he got close to 200. And a couple of, he had one big chunk play towards the no, end of there. 183 is what yeah. I'm saying here. So. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. They got, Cooper said more than 200 total, but that includes Cole Kramer. But yeah, Tanner worked in. Um, yeah, that was it. And a couple of fluky touchdowns, breakdowns on the Gopher defense. Um, that, that's the other, other thing. That was the difference. So I was reading this article. So 2019, right? Gophers are, are having a really good year. They beat Penn State and were on the rise. And then they lose to Iowa, lose to Wisconsin. And since then, PJ's, I don't think he even has a winning record. Or, or he's just about at 500. In, I think that sounds right. In the next you know year, year plus, almost two years now. Um, which is not, I mean, that's that's not great. That That's gopher level mediocrity uh also saw something so fleck two and eight against top 25 teams he's three and 14 against big 10 teams with winning record oh and five against iowa one and three against wisconsin and that lines up with like jerry kill glenn mason yeah i say you calling him oh, he's, glenn mason? he's right in line with the previous couple gopher quarter coaches um which is just a bummer because you, looking back at all those coaches, that was always the big knock is you can't can't beat the Iowas, you can't beat the Wisconsins, you can't beat teams that are have a winning record. And Flex kind of the same way, just kind of, like I said, floating in the water, not rowing anywhere. The only thing is he's got this sort of air about him that people sort of um, give him more credit than is due for him. And I guess he did beat Wisconsin once, and that's something that he'll ride – got an extension give him you know a longer longer extension here but ah, it's just such a bummer it's it's i guess you could say winnable game goes you know a couple things bounce this way or that and you you win that game but a lot of the reason you lost that game from the gophers perspective is bad coaching 
I mean, the, the end of the first half, that sequence there is almost unforgivable. Where you run two plays and then kick the field goal, you don't even try one shot at the end zone. No, you get a touchdown there. That's a whole different game. You're up. Well, it would have been seventeen ten at that point. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. It would have been. Yeah. That's right. The Gophers would have had a touchdown. Because Gophers lead. had a lead, and that was what was the stat? First time they led in Kinnick since like 2016 or. Yeah, the first thing they think they've led in the series at all since 2016. I think. Yeah. Okay. Sure. There you go. Uh. So yeah, I mean, it's been a. Uh, Iowa heavy streak. The Gophers haven't been that far off. Yeah, I mean, it's we've said this. I've said this earlier in other podcasts. It's it's very apparent if you watch the Gopher play. I mean, it's one thing to say to lean in your strengths and the Gopher strengths absolutely is running the ball. It's another where you're just willfully not passing because you're just so terrified of your quarterback and especially in obvious passing situations. Like you just don't want to put him in that position. And he was missing open guys. Oh, there were sure. a few times, you know, there were, I think, a few drops, but there were certainly times where you're like, this, there's a guy wide open, and you just didn't throw it to him. Yeah, he whiffed on an Ottman Bell pass in the third quarter. It was like, oh, man, that would have been a big completion for the Gophers, and he, he missed. But that that final drive, right, after Nico Regani, like, looks like Iowa's offense is being competent, and they're driving the ball down, and first and 10, throw it to Regani. He's wide open, 12 yards down the field. Great play. Good spot, and then he just gets swallowed up and loses the football. The Gophers didn't pass once on that final drive to end the first half. It was like six, seven running plays, and it worked. It got him like 20 yards, but it yeah, they got utterly, in the red zone. But it utterly just eviscerated the clock. Right. So there was like no chance at all. And even with like 40 seconds, yeah, he didn't take a timeout. He just let the clock go down to three seconds and kick the field goal. It's uh. Yeah, that, I mean, he just doesn't want Tanner Morgan to pass. I, it's it's bizarre. Um, it's bizarre that. But is, cow- is it cowardly? Is that a word for it? It's not just conservative football. To me, that's cowardly. Oh, well, as somebody who's been watching Ferentz for pretty much the entire time, he's been a fan of a team. Yeah, I, there's a fine line between smart and cowardly, um, and Ferentz has trended that way for a while. Yeah, it's it's cowardly. It's like, look, you're you're underdogs. It's a big game. I, I get that the teams are pretty close talent-wise. It's not that big of a gap one way or the other. But take a shot, man. Throw well, and, and you conversely, you go to the Iowa sideline. They've made the right call. They benched the inept quarterback who looked like was not improving and actually getting worse. Yep. And they put in a, put in a backup guy. Now, Padilla didn't light it up he, but he had a 206 yards two touchdowns how many how many no games features have i was, I, was gonna, I didn't have time yeah i was trying to think like how many times has spencer peaches thrown for 200 yards and no picks at two tds and no picks i don't think it's happened often it, like, against a, the go for defense is good i, I they, they played they played well for the most part yeah they um, had two functional breakdowns Basically, you know, the big, long pass. Yeah, the big, Jones, big, that was big pass, the seven-yard yeah, pass or whatever. Totally busted coverage. And then just for whatever reason, not being able to tackle Keegan Johnson, which was still just stupefying. Was, uh, yeah, but, but that was really it for any bad plays. I mean, I had one good drive for a touchdown in the first half and another one for a field goal. But, um, you know, they weren't shredding the Gophers or anything. No, it, was, it was very competitive and – and tight, but I, I don't know. I mean, Kirk keeps saying that Petrus got injured in the Wisconsin game. That's possible. That's a cover. Who knows? But he's saying at the end of that game, he hurt his shoulder and can't throw. I don't know. Uh, uh, no, it's uh, an, no way. That's fine. You're, you're unconvinced. Fair enough. I think it's entirely possible that at least he got injured enough that Ference now is willing to acquiesce. Because this is the thing. Yeah, but he didn't look great, but he wasn't sacked once. And it wasn't because the Gophers weren't getting a ton of pressure. Was, he, was, he was running to his right and left trying to make plays. Uh, under pressure constantly, Padilla was. Uh, and he made some of those throws with really, really quick decisions. And he didn't get a ton of help from his wide receivers who dropped some passes and and made mistakes, um, but not sacked once. And that wouldn't have been the case. If Spencer Peaches were there in that game, he would have been sacked. Four well, he moves in the pocket a lot better than Petrus. Right, yeah. It's not just the, the throwing on the move, which is one thing. Yeah, scrambling within the pocket. Eluding pressure a little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and making quick decisions. He's just very confident in his reads. It's it's That's the thing that most impresses me is, like, he was fooled two or three times by the Gophers where he kind of made the wrong read and threw it to some guy who was not – I mean, he was double-covered or whatever, so he didn't, didn't make the right call. But 
for the most part, yeah, he was I, seeing the field well and making good decisions. And a lot of that was the Gophers having good D. Iowa's offensive line stink. And not yeah, because the they couldn't run the ball. Yeah, no, at all. They, Iowa couldn't run the ball. They haven't all year. It's It's been like that. I mean, the Gophers do have a very good run defense, but even bad run defense has been able to slow down Iowa. Um, yeah, it's, it's brutal. So I know yeah, I thought so Floyd, like, uh, Floyd's going to stay where he's been uh, for many years. He's going to stay in Iowa City. Who knows when he'll ever travel here or stay here in the state of Minnesota. It's going to we'll be a see. long time. Next next year will be tough because all of that big offensive line, almost all those guys, isn't like the youngest guy a fourth-year player? On the Gophers yeah, they're, line. they're they're older than the Vikings offensive line. That's they're in their mid twenties. Most of these guys. Yeah, they got the extra year. So I mean, they're, that line's going to take a hit probably this yeah. year. Um, but hey, maybe we'll get a big upgrade at quarterback, right? I mean, if you go from a worse line but actually a, a competent, you know, quarterback that could make a world of difference. Hopefully, but t- uh, yeah, I guess Tanner Morgan doesn't have another year of eligibility. Thank God. He's been here for so long, but and, and maybe that's what's holding the offense back. I don't know. I, I just hope there's been a lot of stuff I've read about Fleck as this sort of conservative play caller. I really hope that that's not his M.O. and that he doesn't just mirror the Big Ten, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust bullshit that all these coaches seem to adopt and not move into the modern college football where, you know, where there is you can spread it out a little bit. You can pass more than once a drive like i know you played your strengths i guess but i i just really hope that that's not the kind of football that we're gonna see out of the go you're saying it's not fun to watch that kind of football. no i, I hate it i hate it i can't stand it uh, yeah i mean this was a fun game this uh, literally was i i enjoyed watching this game obviously there was a lot on the line for for both teams and and they moved the ball back and forth there were some big plays but just the overly conservative play calling i it, is something I I have a hard time with. Hey, you're you're preaching to the choir, buddy. I it's it, it's not all bad from a Gophers perspective, right? That that long touchdown pass by Cole Kramer. I mean, I you're my witness. I was there, and it was fourth and two, and it said it's going to be a pass because everybody. It's just one of those ones where it's so obviously a running play, and Kirk's never had a problem selling up to stop the run. It was like I just knew he was going to take a shot, and it was like you can play against type. And the Gophers got a really cheap touchdown. I don't mean because of the play call. I just mean because they caught Iowa totally out of position to get what was a really easy throw and catch. Uh, and that's just like – I don't think Ference has ever done that. When Iowa's done the Wildcat, they literally just – every time has been a run. They have not passed out of the formation even once. That was fourth down, wasn't it? Yeah, you fourth said that and two. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. fourth and two. Yeah, it was yeah. a huge play. It was a high leverage play in a big game. Gophers going for it correctly. That was the right call to go for it there, and took. Yeah, a shot. if you don't make that, I don't, I'm not angry at that at all. No, your defense still has yeah 60 yards to keep Iowa out of the end zone. What I am angry at is when the you know half is running out and you just run three plays and let the clock run down and then kick a field goal. That pisses me off. Take a shot. But oh. I can relate. I, I Iowa I think gave Morgan a, a, a shot as bad as he is like. Okay, it was fourth and 17. Gophers went for it, failed. Iowa got the ball on the three. It should be just the easiest thing in the world. Let's get a let's get a touchdown, kick the extra point, have a nine-point lead with like a minute to go. It's over. Tanner Morgan's not going to lead two scoring drives where he has to pass all the time. It's not happening. Instead, you do quarterback sneak, quarterback sneak, gain nothing on either sneak, and then you do a, a horrible stretch play that Minnesota busts for a three-yard loss or whatever it was. And none of those were play calls that were attempts to actually score. Like, not a bootleg, not a pitch to Goodson. There are a myriad of safe plays where you can, like, oh, the Gophers are going to be hell-bent on stopping the run. How about use that to create a very easy pass or do something, you know, off tendency to trick them and get a touchdown, kick the extra point, and not put our exhausted defense that had been on the field for 40 minutes out there. And that was really infuriating. They're just It was just willfully stupid to be doing that. They can't possibly think the quarterback sneak is the best play after it's been stuffed repeatedly by other teams, by the Badgers, by the Boilermakers. It's like infuriating. So all you needed then was one dumb busted coverage. I mean, Tanner Morgan made the one pass, Tom and Bell, one dumb play, and all of a sudden the Gophers going to be in the end zone and you're going to look like an absolute dope. But that's pretty typical Ferentz. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. 
But here we are. Your Hawkeyes are, are uh, looks all they need is the Wisconsin loss, right? Which is going to be tough. They're uh, Wisconsin's ten point favorites hosting Nebraska, I think. And then they've got they got to go to Minneapolis so, take on your Gophers. I was trying to figure this out. Is there uh, there is a way still mathematically that the Gophers could win the Big Ten West, right? Because if they win out, Wisconsin loses two more games. And Iowa loses two more games. I mean, it's possible, right? Then the Gophers have – they're the only team with three losses. Well, right? Purdue would, but Minnesota has the tiebreaker in that scenario. So, yes, right. so Iowa and Wisconsin lose out. And the well, Gophers and then if, Gophers, if the Gophers beat Wisconsin, even if they both only have three losses, they would still hold the tiebreaker, right? So they just need uh, – Gophers just need Iowa to lose the next two games. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Rooting interest. Cheer against Iowa. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not going to happen. This, I, I was just like – I was looking at it. I was like, wow, is that – there's still a possibility they're not mathematically eliminated. I mean, they're not gonna, let's go for fans out there. Just calm down. It's not happening. I thought that was kind of interesting. No. Yeah. I mean, they're still in it. I mean, I was technically, it's just tough to see Wisconsin losing. I mean, Gophers probably have the best shot, right? Like PJ Fleck knows last game of the year, um, chance to go out on a high note and everybody will, I mean, it'll be a bummer if the Gophers don't make the big 10 West, but I think if the Gophers are, you know, like eight and four, or was it? No, the Gophers have three losses. Yeah, three. No, they have. They're six and four right now. Four. They have four losses, right? Yeah. So they, they they lost to Illinois the week before. So, but if the Gophers finish eight and four, but with a win over Wisconsin, it's a, it's a good season. Yeah, I, I guess. Gophers are pretty excited. It was, with all the running back injuries, I, you know, chalk it up. But it could have been so much better. You know, that's well. Now you're talking it. like a Hawkeye fan. It right. could have been so much better. And maybe that's maybe that's where we're at. Maybe PJ's just he's the next coming of Kirk Ferentz, and it's going to be the same shit. And maybe once every four years he'll have a decent team, like in 2019, and still have a shot towards the end of the season. And maybe the ball bounces this way or that, and and the Gophers are in a have a chance for a title game, just like the Hawks are this year. I mean, did you you didn't coming into this season you didn't expect that the Iowa would be playing for a Big Ten West title, did you? No, I didn't expect that. I mean, I think I had them at eight and four, nine and three was kind of in the the ballpark where it was a little bit rosy. So, but I totally got the games wrong though. The thing is, like I thought they'd split early on and um, maybe lose to Penn State, but then I thought they would have a better shot against Wisconsin as way off. Um, I mean, it's tough because I I just want Iowa to compete and be in the big 10 title game once every like five or six years. Um, it just shouldn't be that difficult, but they just can't ever dislodge Wisconsin who just is perpetually just in the catbird seat, as they say. Um, and even and that's maybe the thing I need to just come to grips with as a Gopher fan is like, that's okay. It's okay. This what's this season is it's an okay season. Like this is something to be okay about not yeah. too happy, not too upset. Who cares? It's just college football, but oh, it's tough. You get your hopes get up though. I, yeah, mean, I, yeah. I remember you a couple weeks. They get ago, you right? invested in it a little bit, yeah. And then, and then you start to just buy into all the hype, and then all of a sudden it comes crashing down. I've been there many, many, many times. I mean, I remember being in Ames for the 2005 Iowa Iowa State game, and Iowa was like ranked eighth, and they were definitely not the eighth best team in the country that year. And they just Drew Tate went out with a concussion, and oh my God, I had to come to grips with the fact that oh man, I was way overhyped on a squad that wasn't that good. Um, but I know, like yeah, it looked like the Gophers were going to blow the doors off of everybody, and then the Illinois, and then can't quite beat Iowa. I just want Floyd to come home, just once. I mean, it will happen. Um, I mean, I, I'm glad PJ Fleck hasn't beaten Iowa. That is, I I don't dislike. I wrote this like a year ago. I don't dislike. Minnesota, but boy, I don't like PJ Fleck. And I'm glad <laughs> that he hasn't gotten to claim Floyd. Uh, that that brings me joy. So if he could just maybe leave, and then somebody who's less obnoxious to be the Gopher coach, and I could tolerate losing at least a little better. Maybe with age, some of the harshness on him will, the things that rub you the wrong way. Maybe he'll realize, oh, you know what, this roll the boat thing is kind of annoying. I, he seems he doesn't seem like that guy. He seems like no. a lunatic Pete Carroll type who will be I mean, like. In 70. ten years, is he still going to be rowing the boat? Is that a thing that's just going to be going on forever? Uh, yeah, I mean, really, do you see him as the kind? Of, I mean, that's a lot of a lot of branding and market recognition to get rid of. You know, it's what I mean? on their damn helmets. <laughs> you know. 
and the University of Minnesota paid a lot of good good cheddar for that. So. They did. It was a million bucks, I think. But yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I think he'll be in that Pete Carroll where you'll hear, you know, as we were off in the like nursing homes, is going to be like, man, that guy, he's he's seventy, but he looks like he's forty. Oh. People be making those obnoxious jokes. Uh, so I don't know. But I, hey, uh, you know, I think Gophers have a win coming up as we're, we're transitioning to thinking about the next week. I think they've got. Uh, I mean, Indiana. Oh, I sure hope so. I, they have not won a Big Ten game. Right? Indiana is terrible. Yeah, they got it's, clobbered by everybody. They have got to win that game. There's no question about that. If, I, I mean, if this season ends in four straight losses, you know, people will be hopefully upset about. You know, if they lose to Indiana and then just get run run off the field by Wisconsin, I hope the pitchforks come out for PJ. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they beat Indiana. And who knows with Wisconsin, but yeah. And your Hawks have a tough Illinois team coming up. I, that's, that's a tricky game. Minnesota light. I, again, 12 points. Yeah. My God. Why, why is Iowa getting double? And so they didn't play, right? They, did they have a bye last weekend? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they did not they play. They played so. the week zero game against Nebraska. So they okay. played a week before everybody else started. That's why. Okay. Um, Cause yeah, Nebraska had a buy as well. Um, yeah. So now that they got two weeks to quote unquote game plan, but yeah, I mean, Illinois is, is Minnesota light. Like they, they, they pass even like less or even less than, than Minnesota does. Well, Brandon Peters is Minnesota, Illinois light. Cause <laughs> Illinois, <laughs> Illinois crushed Minnesota. So that's true. And Illinois managed to beat Penn state as well. So who knows, but they're, they're very similar either way. You can quibble sure. about who's better. They don't pass much. They run a ton. Um, is there some Bielema Ference uh, bad blood there? I don't know if there is or not. I don't. I remember. Oh. What, I got to see what was Bielema's last year at Wisconsin. So 2012. So 2006-2012. I don't know if there's a lot of bad blood because they, you know, Bielema was a Hawkeye once upon a time. He has the hot Tiger Hawk. I, which I learned over the weekend. I did not know he was a, a Hawkeye, a former alum. And he tends to play a style of Big Ten football that Kirk respects, and he doesn't do a lot of the obnoxious stuff like the stuff that Matt Campbell and PG Fleck, the like quasi, they're not quite millennials, or they, they're they close, but the young, trying to be cool kind of stuff that, that rubs parents the wrong way. Bielema doesn't do that kind of stuff, and he plays a very gentlemanly game of let's just run the ball and, and we'll punt it 20 times and, you know whoever turns the ball over least wins or whatever. Um, I so made I a joke when we were tailgating. It's like, is, is he going to be the heir apparent? So if Ference retires and the Brian Ference experiment doesn't, doesn't go so well, does Bielema come back? Would you want Bielema to take over? Uh, I mean, I'd rather have Bielema than Brian, but that's saying very, very, very little. Um, very, very little. But he would be an improvement over Brian. He's got at least more established coaching chops than, than Brian, but that that's it. Did he coach under Hayden Fry too? Is he part of that tree or did he just play there? He just played, I think in the nineties. I don't think he was part okay. of that, that 82. He was too young. He was, yeah, he was, uh, he was like 12 in 1982 or whenever that picture. Well, was. yeah, but after he graduated, I suppose then Ferentz took over. Yeah. He might've been uh, uh, at the tail end. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he, he might have been on the Iowa staff at some point. Somebody can correct me if I'm saying stuff that's totally wrong. Um, I don't know if he was like a graduate assistant at Iowa. He might have been at some point. I don't know. But, no, I don't think Ferentz despises Brett Bielema. I don't think there's that animosity there. Um, it's a tricky game. I still think Iowa wins, but I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to have to hope Iowa covers a 12-point spread at all. I mean, that just seems like a disaster. I mean, ugh. Every game is just ends just so nastily. And if if the Gophers had a competent quarterback, I mean, it's just like I don't know what he was doing. Tanner Morgan, like when he got sacked and the the sack fumble, he was just like drifting backwards into his right. I was like, hapless. Yeah. What are you? Yeah, no, what, no clue what he's doing. I was like, what? Yeah, what are you hoping is gonna happen? You, there's like one or one or two possible throws you can make from that spot. You have like no field of vision, and your throw gets way more difficult even if you can throw it. Well, the game the game was winnable at that point too. I mean, it was on the line. You know. I know it, it uh, didn't make sense, and then you just saw the look like with the fumble that Minnesota recovered. It was still you just saw the look like, oh shit, that's it. We can't stop the clock, and we can't get back to the line of scrimmage in the next five seconds. Yeah. 
just like you just saw the defeated look. Uh, just, yeah, I mean, just brutal for your gopher. Sorry, man. I mean, I. But I Illinois' I'm, quarterback is. He's also not, bad. Yeah, he's not. It may, I mean, I take him over Tanner Morgan, but. Well, may, uh, I mean, maybe those those that's those are two really really that's a Sophie's choice of awful. That's that's. Yeah. If either one is your quarterback, there's a pretty hard ceiling on your team either way, I think. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I expect Iowa to win Illinois, and then we'll we'll see. Yeah, he threw for 80 yards against the Gophers, the Illinois quarterback. Yeah, he threw, but, they threw it like threw, 10 times. Yeah, I was going to say, he didn't. I don't think he threw it more than 10 times. But, no, no, they yeah, don't throw it. Seven for nine for 80 yards was the uh, Peters, the Illinois quarterback. Yeah, I think Illinois is the only team in the Big Ten that throws it less than the Gophers, or at least it's close. Maybe, yeah, but I mean, they just God. take. They just pass the ball less. Just trash football, these teams. Oh, no, it's it, the Big Ten West has got a lot of trash. That's that's why you look at this and you're like, God, all you got to do is beat Wisconsin. If you can beat Wisconsin, then you're you're in you're golden. So as a Gopher fan, I guess I technically have to root for Illinois because if Illinois wins and then Iowa loses again, I, they, then there's still a shot. You're telling me still there's still a chance. Yeah. What was that one in a million talk? Yes, there would still be a chance. So, so root for you. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I just I don't get these lines. I don't get why but, Iowa gets that kind of. Respect. You know, as we said last week, rooting for Brett Bielen was really hard for me. So. That's true. Yeah, you've got your weird animosity. Well, you can decide yeah. how you want to play that, or if you just want to concede. Eh, we're not winning the Big Ten West. I can't do it. It's tough. Like, you know, I'll be a kind. I mean, I'm cheering for Nebraska Saturday, I guess. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, you though. have to do that. How, I don't, how does that make you feel? I don't like it. I really don't. But it'd be a lot more fun, you know, if Iowa beats Illinois to go into that last game against Nebraska to know, like, hey, when and you're in, I'd, I'd rather have to do that than, I, you know, I guess if Iowa wins, then I'm just watching the Gopher-Wisconsin game a week from Saturday and hoping the Gophers win. Um, Wisconsin, or, uh, sorry, Nebraska's had quite a few close losses yeah, in yeah, the last few weeks. They've, it's the they've, Scott Frost special. Yeah. He's got more. But they have one Big Ten win. They beat Northwestern. Yep. So. God, that's their only Big Ten win. Oh, man. Yeah. They didn't beat a single other team. That is hilarious. But they uh, the 26-17, they lost to Ohio State last weekend, so they – Kind of hung with them a little bit. Well, they've hung with almost everybody. That, that's yeah. the thing is they just hang with everybody but can't close the deal. This is this is why advanced stats thinks they're 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 neato. Um, well, so have we scouted? So what's going on in the East? Because it's going to be your Hawkeyes, right? The Gophers are going to beat the Badgers, and and your Hawkeyes are going to skate their way into the Big Ten West. That's my prediction, by the way. Oh, so wow. who are they playing? Is Ohio State just unbeatable? I think so. Yeah, I play, think so. They're going to play Michigan, right? Um, Ohio State still needs to play Michigan. Ohio State um, still needs to play Michigan State, Michigan too, State. I think. So back-to-back, yeah. yeah, the Michigan school. So is it possible they lose one of those games? It's possible, and that'd be the best-case scenario. If you're trying to right. write a dream scenario for Iowa, it's it, it's probably Michigan or Michigan State. I You could split the hairs. I mean, Michigan State has the better running back and better running game. Um both their quarterbacks are not amazing. I mean, Ohio State's a nightmare matchup for Iowa just just because their offense is so explosive. All they need to do is score freaking 24 points, and it's hopeless for Iowa. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd still think it would be Ohio State. I, mean, I think they are far and away the best team in the Big Ten, and their only loss is to a pretty good Oregon team, Uh you know, when they have gained them. So I, I would bet money on it being Ohio State and Iowa getting clobbered if in your scenario. But yeah, Michigan and Michigan State, either one would be better. That's what's what's what it's what you want. You know So guess a little rooting interest there for you. Um I guess in the next yeah. two weeks. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna be too fixated because it's not going to matter I, I, unless Wisconsin loses. So you You don't think, think you're, you don't think those plucky go first can I help? hope so. It's just tough, matters. right? I like, don't think no, I don't think uh, Nebraska is, has any chance of beating them. The Gophers have a chance, I guess, maybe. I, I think both teams have a small chance, yeah. so it's not non-zero. I mean, they're as bad as as the corners have been. They they have a quarterback that's capable of of running and making plays, and they have 
some decent skill position players, and the defense is actually pretty pretty spunky. Um, but they're just so turnover prone. And the Gophers, it's just like if I knew the Gophers had a lead going into the fourth quarter, I'd feel pretty good about it because if Graham Mertz has to pass the ball against the Gophers, it's not good. But then if you've the other side, if the Gophers are down and it requires Tanner Morgan to like make passes, like I don't have yeah. any faith in Tanner Morgan to do that, right? So it's it'll it'll be an ugly game and if the Gophers are like, down. I guess one thing to hope for against Indiana, if the Gophers have a large lead, we can see Cole Kramer play a little bit rather than just the Wildcat stuff and see if he's maybe got some more skill. But it's not like, I guess, P.J. Fleck had a press conference. He's sticking with Tanner Morgan. The dude is dug in. I don't know. This that's a very It's a very Ference move where you have a quarterback who clearly looks terrible and you just – he's the guy. He's your guy and you're loyal. Loyal to a fault. I mean, I think that that's Ference with, with Petrus. He likes Petrus, who practices really well. He's a great dude by all accounts, but just can't can't let results matter enough. So, so we need a fake injury like uh, Petrus? For that's a, yeah, that's the Eric pass. Tinfoil hat thing. I mean, I don't know. Man, that's bullshit. I, I, it's more that I, I just I just don't think Ference does it without an injury. That That's where I'm I'm – I'm at is like, I, I don't think he would have made the switch. I mean, yeah, I just don't think he would have. Uh, I don't why, know. And if you were going to do the injury thing, why not just do it between weeks? Why have Petras even go out there at all? Um, because he was so bad. They had to make a change. He was played so terrible. Those first couple drives. I think Whatever. Wanted, I think he wanted Petras Agreed to, to give disagree. it a go. No, it's fine. I, it doesn't matter. I'm glad Padilla's in. He looks like a quarterback. He has a lot more swagger, to use the flex term. But yeah, I mean. But so if Petrus is healthy, does he switch him back? Is that in the cards? Is that what you're telling me? I hope not. I I think it's in the cards. I hope it doesn't happen, and I I, I hope Petrus stays. I mean, he can't he can't possibly realistically put Petrus back in. I mean, I guess I don't know that he'd quote unquote lose the locker room because it's college kids. Um, and I think on the whole, there are a lot of uh, good soldiers on the team who will, will follow in line. But you just got to think, man, we're gonna- not with the Big Ten West title on the line. Yeah, I, I really don't can't, like you just lose such credibility. Like, yes. they can see the same thing. Like the players know, I think, I mean, that they know the offensive line. I mean, it's amazing. I would no sacks. It just hasn't happened in quite a while. And it was almost all Padilla being able to move within the pocket and throw on the run. It, it, it just even avoiding negative plays. He's better at cause he just doesn't. The Gophers did drop. A, wasn't it one or two interceptions that they could have had. There was yeah. a few plays there where were, Padilla there got was, a little lot. He got away with it. There's few, one. Yeah. I'd say two or three bad reads where I think yeah. he did. He didn't read the coverage, right. Made the wrong spot. And that's fine. And I'm more than happy to accept growing. It's right. Cause that's the other thing is you assume Padilla will get better. Like you mentioned, Petrus yeah. seems to be getting worse. Like you, you think that yeah, okay, this is these are his first couple of meaningful action. He'll get he'll be able to improve. He'll get better. And well, that's probably, the confounding thing about Tanner Morgan is he's been there for damn near half a decade, and he's gotten worse. So he has. I mean, I we argued about this before the season started, and I think not having those two, uh, you know, all world wide receivers, just. It, yeah, he just went to hell. And Ahmed Bell is really good. It's not like Ahmed Bell's a, a nobody. He's he's got some chops, but losing those two dudes. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned early on, he was like, in 2019, he was right up there with Trevor Lawrence and a couple other dudes for whatever QBR or whatever stat it was. He was a finalist for whatever that damn quarterback award was, I think. And that could have been. That season. But all right, and- so – Seems like a long time ago, but well, sure, it always does. That's well, and that's, he'll be the starter this weekend, probably against the the Badgers. So we'll see. Well, you mean against the Hoosiers? Um, yeah, th- this weekend and against the Badgers. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I at think this the next point, two weeks, he's gonna be the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he's yeah. I mean, I mean, P- PJ's dug in. Um, but this is what's amazing. This is what I absolutely love about college football. It's like it's just you have such a small amount of games. So every single one is just so massive and causes such wild swings. Um, and you're just mood changes game to game because every every win can feel amazing and then every loss can feel devastating, which is part of what makes it makes it so fun. 
Um, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm worried about Iowa beating Nebraska, Eric. I mean, if we're you know, jumping the gun a little bit, because that's in a couple weeks. Ooh. But you know, advanced stats puts puts uh, Iowa and Nebraska almost at a push. Um, Iowa's defense is a lot better, but Nebraska's is well. Iowa's got a, a top five defense according to advanced stats. Nebraska's in the top twenty. Nebraska has so a. It's in Lincoln. It's yeah. Right, it's a road game. Okay. And it's a rivalry, and uh, as much as they say Iowa's not their rival, I do think they're really starting to hate Iowa and wanting to beat Iowa and would love to spoil a shot at a Big Ten West title because they don't have anything else to play for. Uh, their offense is is really quite good. Uh, 36 and that that's in line i mean they've moved the ball they've scored points uh it's sad their special teams is the big thing their their special teams is abysmal and they know this 126 which is shockingly bad so that's one potential big advantage for iowa but that i mean i'm worried about that i'm not worried about iowa losing to illinois i think iowa win a gross game against illinois as they have been against everybody else but nebraska i don't know what to expect huh. a desperate corn husker squad looking to end the season on a high note. And if they lose to Wisconsin, I mean, they're just going to be desperate to have something to hang their hat on instead of their own massive losing streak. Cause that'll be what six games or something nuts that they'll have lost if they uh, lose to Wisconsin and Iowa and they're not going to bowling. So anyway, that's, that's where I'm more worried. Am I seeing it right? It's at one o'clock. That's a weird start time for us. A- that, that's kind of, they try to do after. So it's the Friday before or it's the Friday after Thanksgiving. So they kind of try to avoid lunchtime. No, the, the this weekend. This is one o'clock central. Wait, oh, what? Against Illinois. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing it on ESPN. That is weird. That's a very weird start. Time. That's a weird t- start time. Yeah. Okay, well, it's good though. It's my youngest nap time though, so that's cool. I don't hate it, but we'll see. All right. So you're predicting. Well, what's the what's the point spread here? I want to point spread for the, the Gophers Hoosiers. Gophers have to be double digit. Yeah, favorites. I. All right, so yeah, the Gophers are our two thirty kickoff, seven point favorites. Oh yeah, I think the Gophers cover the spread. They should cover that. Yeah, I think so. I want the Gophers to cover. I'm confident this Indiana team is just really bad. They're on their backup quarterback. I don't think anybody believes or cares. Uh, yeah, I think the running game goes goes back to pound town and a couple hundred two fifty yards rushing control the game so that's my prediction we're, we're in agreement but iowa being 12 point favorites over illinois with another yeah. disgusting over under of 38 and a half although it was over the iowa minnesota game right yeah it's first over that hit in a while yeah yeah, yeah it did they combined for whatever that is but yeah I, points. I, that's a that's a lot of points against i i think illinois is pretty good uh, I think Iowa wins, but I don't think they cover that. Well, no, I, I, I agree. Now, Illinois has just been a team that uh, you described the Gophers this way. It's sort of accurate, but it definitely applies to Illinois. They just managed to ugly it up. Illinois' wins have all just been – I mean, it's not like Illinois looked good, quote-unquote, in their victories. They just managed to make the other team look really bad also. And then in the midst of yes. all the muck, they come out on top. The Gophers did show. I mean, you could run on this Iowa team, and Illinois has got a pretty good running offense. So, sure, sure. I, I think they could rack up some rushing yards. That's true. And that was one thing that we didn't cover, but I think the Gophers' rushing attack was really, really clever, actually. Yeah. Was a good, they, they really figured out how to attack Iowa's defense really well, especially in the first half with running the ball. Well, and uh, especially when you can't throw the ball. So. Sure. Well, it didn't matter. They just, yeah, it yeah. didn't, didn't matter because they just kept running to the outside and Iowa had a hard time adjusting. They kind of did in the second half, but it was, it was, that was a good play. That was a good structure by the offensive coordinator. I'm, I was impressed. I meant to say that. Um, yeah. And I don't know if Illinois will try the same thing. That'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's like, yeah, can Iowa just get a couple touchdown lead and then just, just hang on and, and hold tight for like a, seven point win or something. I mean, yeah, something like that would, would be how I see it going. Yeah, I, I actually agree. I think that's probably the likely outcome the, the get oh. unless Padilla is just like turns, turns into, you know, Uber mode and just starts dropping bombs all over the place. Well, I, that was the best thing about the game plan against the Gophers. They took a lot of deep shots. They, yeah, they, they didn't hit, they only hit on a couple, but, um, but it was huge. Like if you can't run the ball, you can't just, 
rely on the, you're trying to move the ball downfield that way. It's like you got to take a shot. A throw downfield isn't that bad. Even if it's picked off, it's like, oh, it's a punt. You know, it's a 35, 40-yard punt. And, you know, if you get catch it, it saves you a ton. I mean, that's how I was able to score on the touchdown in the first half is they got that throw to Charlie Jones. Um, no, so it's, it's good stuff. So, I'm, I mean, yeah, hopefully they can just eat out enough of offense and, and be sitting at nine and two and we'll we'll see if the corn huskers and yeah it's going to be tough to root for them because i i do despise them but if they can pull off the victory against wisconsin then i will be back to controlling their own fate but if they lose then uh, the gophers will be back to controlling their own so i mean that's that's all well you need Iowa to lose twice so you need to lose to illinois i don't know yeah. yeah there's some crazy tiebreaker scenarios i think we did cover this a little bit um Depends on how it works, but it's, I mean, it's not worth really diving into because I don't think any of these like things are going to happen. But yeah, the, well, the you Gophers. think the Gophers are going to beat Wisconsin, though, right? I mean, that's uh, you, you predict. I do, I do. Okay, yeah. So there Graham we go. Graham Mertz is pretty bad. He is. Yeah, he is, and it's. I do, and PJ, he's beaten not, or he's beaten Wisconsin before, so. And that's just one of those ones, like time to for the Gophers to play spoiler, jazzed up in front of that crowd at. Uh, Huntington, Huffington, Huntington, Huntington, Huntington yep. Uh, the great, the Huntington famed Bank. Huntington Bank. Yes. <laughs> uh, stadium. Uh, so, all right. Well, so in that scenario, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of crazy scenarios. If, if Iowa loses to Illinois, and, the and then so we we talk, then Purdue would also, they'd fall in the mix somehow, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a potential four-way tie that's that's on the table. Right. So you could right. have Iowa, Purdue. Uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin all all time and Purdue, but Purdue plays Northwestern and Indiana next, so they got a powder puff. Oh yeah, the, I, I don't. I'm not that. counting on yeah. Purdue to lose. I wouldn't yeah. count on it at all. They uh, they have a very very easy schedule to close it out. So that they probably will finish with three pick ten losses. So it really just kind of depends. Um, but I don't know what a four way t- tie would look like. I don't know how that matters. That's that's so that would be so weird. Um, but I guess well, and I guess Illinois. If they beat, if they went out, they would have four losses. I guess there's a chance they somehow sprinkle in there too. Well, I, I, yeah, can, can there's a there bunch be, of four loss team. Yeah, maybe you can. You, the four you, loss you, team's not. You gonna need Purdue fall. to lose. Yeah. You need Iowa to lose twice. You need the go. You need Wisconsin. Gophers to lose still twice. have to lose. Yeah. And the Gophers and would, would have, have to have, lose. So that's not possible. Yeah, there's. It's mathematically be. possible, but boy, yeah, that would be an insane scenario. Um, I mean, that, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, but Eric, and this is how good Ohio State is. Sorry, we were just talking about who's coming out of the East. Michigan State's ranked seventh. They're nine and one. They've eked out some games. They have one loss to Purdue. Ohio State's hosting. Ohio State is 19 point favorites over the number seven team in the country. That's wild. That's, you know, if Ohio State wins by two touchdowns, they won't cover the spread. That's how, just as how much better Ohio State seems to be than the competition. Uh, so it, it would be a big upset if I obviously were to lose to Michigan state and, um, and even Michigan. Cause I don't know. I mean, Michigan will be less of a underdog, but they'll still be at least a double digit underdog to Ohio state. So, well, that's the thing, you know, you love college football. It's the thing I hate about college football is the imbalance there where you have a team like Ohio state, which is the Gophers will never be that. Well, correct. It'll just never happen. Yeah. So right. and they're but they're playing the same conference, so they could play each other in the title game, and it's just so imbalanced. But well, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, there's not a way around that. I mean, it's not yeah. like the NFL where you have a basically a cartel and you control who gets to play and you restrict everything and you give the losers the best break. Um, yeah, that's not really feasible. I would like just playoff expansion. I think is one response to this that I think is should be needed, right? I mean, if Cincinnati doesn't get in the playoffs and they go undefeated, I that would be really, really lame because Cincinnati looks like a really fun and a really good team, and they deserve a shot. But if you went to an 18 playoff, or especially if you went to more, then, then you don't have to be as good as Ohio State to, to at least get in the playoffs and have a shot and catch a lucky break and then maybe you know go all the way. Yeah, right although now. you can kind of say that the conference title games are kind of like a separate playoff. Kind of, but like, but let's. Seems like Cincinnati doesn't have that luxury. Well, but let's say Iowa, it, it, but it doesn't matter. Like, let's say Iowa wins out and Wisconsin loses, or 
Wisconsin wins out and goes. It doesn't matter. Iowa's 10-2, and two and they go, and they somehow shock the world and upset Ohio State as, you know, three touchdown or 17-point underdogs or whatever it'll be. Iowa's still not getting into the playoffs in this scenario because their resume is just too crummy. Really? You think that's true? Yeah. I mean, let's say you have you have two loss Ohio State versus two loss Iowa. Yeah, Iowa has the head-to-head. But, they just beat them. You're saying Iowa just wins in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, but Iowa's not cracking Georgia or Alabama unless there's a bunch of chaos. Not a one-loss Oklahoma. Um, probably wouldn't pass Cincinnati, nor should they, really. Uh, and there's probably some other teams that I'm not thinking of. If That would be bonkers if the Big Ten champion does not make – the college football playoff. I but mean, I you have to, so. and that's Iowa was ranked number two for a, a minute there in the season. Yeah, a hot, a hot minute, a very sexy hot minute that came and went real fast. Um, but even then, like, would Iowa be ranked ahead of Iowa State? I, I just don't know that they would be. I mean, people look at Ohio State and say, "Wow, you're." They both have two losses. But they say Ohio State, your losses were to Iowa, a good team, and we're a good team. And Iowa, your losses were to Purdue and Wisconsin. Um, but so. Georgia, Alabama, that game will happen, right? Yeah, but it won't matter. We'll see that. Right, but if Alabama loses that, it won't matter. Um, or if so Alabama you're saying either way, they're both in the playoff. In that scenario, like so that game, that loses, game makes no difference. Correct. I would be shocked if Alabama w- was excluded in a scenario where they lost to um, it was Georgia. And I don't know who else beat. I don't know who beat out like Texas A&M beat Alabama. Um, yeah, in that scenario, I'd be shocked if Alabama was left out. Their only losses to undefeated, perfect, super awesome number one Georgia, and one one loss, barely lost to Texas A&M. No, I don't think they'd be left out. I mean, nobody's gonna look at two loss Alabama over a two loss Iowa team and think we're taking Iowa over Alabama. That's where it gets. Even after the Big Ten champions, won't matter. They won't care. That won't matter. Trust me. Wow. So that's a that would be. Tragic if that happened. No, I, I I guess I don't know. This is this is where branding matters a ton in college football. And if you're if you are considered an elite team in a general sense, you get the benefit of the doubt, and you're a sexier brand, and and it matters. Uh, since the playoff has happened, there's been a Big Ten team in every year, right? I don't know. Maybe. I don't well, know. Ohio, Ohio State's been the Big Ten champion pretty much every year. They haven't been in it every year, though. Ohio State didn't go in 2017. That was the year they got crushed by Iowa, 55 to 24. So Ohio State wasn't in there. And I try to think, I mean, Michigan wasn't in there. Michigan State or Penn State wasn't in there, I don't think. Or maybe Michigan State was. I don't remember. There could have been a Big Ten team. I just don't know. I can't say for sure that there hasn't ever not been a Big Ten team in the playoff. But certainly the vast majority. We're talking maybe one or two years where it didn't happen. At max. But the SEC is frequently getting two teams in, Eric. More often than not, the SEC is getting two teams. Yeah, so it looks like so since 2015 is since they've had the playoff, right? If that's okay. I have that correct. Uh, so Ohio State was in 2015. Michigan State was in 2016. Ohio State again, 2017. It looks like 2018 there was no Big Ten team. So, okay, yeah. that was the year. That was the year Cle- Iowa. Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Alabama. And then the next year, 2019, also no Big Ten team. Okay. Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, and Notre Dame. But, yeah, those are the only two two years no Big Ten team. In the. So I guess it's possible. You're right. To- totally possible. Yeah, yeah. So it was 2018 was the playoff, but that was the year. That was after the 2017 season. And in that 2016 season, Eric, if Iowa had beaten Michigan State in the Big Ten Championship game, Iowa would have been one of those four teams. Yeah, that's right. And, and then Michigan State play. got drilled by Alabama. But yeah, that would have been Iowa. 38 <laughs> nothing. That would have been that would have been something very very similar if Iowa had made it. But it still would have been fun to say your team went to the college football playoff once uh, and won the Big Ten title. But alas, yeah. here we are. No, I remember I was in Vegas for that game. I put money on them. And then they lost. Oh, mistakes. Mistake. So uh, movie recommendations for your – I guess we can start with your squad or start with the Gophers. Let's start with the Gophers. So I've got one. Okay. All right. You we were talking – We after the Iowa-Minnesota game, you put on Rocky Four, a movie you, <laughs> you think is pretty – the bee's knees. Love it. I, I, I think it's pretty shallow and there's just – If no he dies, he dies. Yeah, the, those lines are cool. There's some cool broy lines in there, but there's absolutely no substance or depth to the movie at all. And 
the superficial fun isn't that much fun for me. Um, you know, just, yeah. You but, could not be more wrong at right now, but just go ahead. Well, what's, what's the depth of that movie, Eric? Give me the depth of Rocky Ford. Well, like I said, when we were watching it, it's, it's a direct comparison to when, uh, you know, Hitler had a hero boxer and he beat, I think Joe Lewis and, you know, it was sort of this national embarrassment. And then he comes back and, and beats him. And it was kind of a comparison with the Soviet Union and America and well, there's no politicians involved. We don't see a single U.S. politician. No, but it's a cares. metaphor for that with the boxing match. It, it, they don't dive into it. It's, you know, they it's don't a have a Ronald Reagan montages. lookalike say, we need you to beat no, the Russians. No, because that would be too obvious. That's It doesn't, oh. it doesn't need to be that obvious. Oh, it's so subtle. Yes, it's, right. It's, an, it's an art film. <laughs> it's so <laughs> subtle. It's a movie that it's all just oh, nuance. Forget New Wave. Give me Rocky Four. Characters make choices that don't make any sense. There's a bunch of montages. Like there's literally one where they're just showing highlights from all the other Rocky movies. Like here's stuff of him falling in love with Adrian and fighting in other matches that have nothing to do with what's going on now. Why? Does and if you don't get goosebumps from that, you're not a human being. I, I well then maybe I'm not a human. Maybe that should be your artificial <laughs> intelligence test. Um, and see if see if I flunk your Turing Turing test. But um, anyway, so, so you, uh, your Gophers are playing Indiana, and I was thinking of an actual great sports movie that you, I'm sure, haven't seen. Have you? Probably haven't heard of. But have you ever heard of Breaking Away? I don't think so. It is a movie set in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, you know, home of the Hoosiers. Is it a hockey movie? No, it's a bicycling movie. Oh. So. <laughs> um, uh, there's a couple of dudes in it you would maybe know from like random stuff, but they're all teenagers. And one kid wants to be, wants to be a cyclist, like a tour de France kind of cycling. And he's uh, driving around and, and he's told he can't do it. Cause he's not, I don't know, for whatever reason, people are like, you, this is stupid. Stop doing this. Stop having dreams. Cause he's in a town where everybody works at like a rock quarry. And um, you know, that's, but that's his dream and his passion. And he does a big race. And he isn't trained as hard as some of the other folks, but then his buddies who aren't professional cyclists at all, they believe in his dream and they cite it's great. Anyway, it's great low budget movie about can do spirit in which, you know, follow your dreams, work hard, support your friends. Very, very nice. Very, very sweet. Sounds like a PJ Fleck movie. Oh, I, PJ Fleck probably loves breaking way. I bet he's seen it multiple times and loves it. So there you go. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to recommend a movie called A History of Violence. Oh, my gosh. It's a David Cronenberg movie. And uh, it stars Viggo Mortensen. He plays like a ex-mob guy, and he moves to town in Indiana. And there's like a, a robbery at a restaurant, and he steps in and takes care of business and then like gets discovered that he was in the mob and and whatnot. And... Um, so I want to pick this movie because one, it's set in Indiana and the Gophers play Indiana, but two, um, feeling a little violent <laughs> against this Gopher team, um, feeling a little angry. And I hope PJ and the Gophers um, realize their true selves and stop pretending to be a simple, simple uh, country guy, I guess, so to speak. So okay. I'll pick that. I know that's great. I love that movie. I also um, it's the other Viggo Mortensen movie. It's not a history of violence, but it's uh, he's like Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises. I I don't remember which is which, but I think it's yeah, Eastern I get Promises. those confused. Yeah, I think but there's a fight where he's like in a spa shower yep. kind of spot, like sauna, and he has this fight where he's naked with another dude who's trying to kill him. And it's one of the most intense and amazing fight scenes in any movie I've seen. Um, and I don't remember which one of those two movies is, is that Cronenberg too. I don't know if Eastern Promises is Cronenberg. I don't think so, but I could. It is, not. yeah. Two oh, years wow. later. Okay. Same star. It, no wonder you get those movies confused. Yeah, they're they're very similar. But in one of those movies, it's like it, it, it just somehow it gets the concept of the fight. It, it's just it's perfect. It's it's messy and crazy and works out really really well. Um, what about from my Hawkeyes, Eric? Um. So, I was gonna give. Barron's credit for benching his quarterback, even though you don't think he benched his quarterback. 
And I was going to uh, recommend a beautiful mind because Ference, he's got, he sees all, he sees it all. He's got that, you know, image above him where he sees all the plays and he sees the future and he decides to put in the backup quarterback and it wins, he wins the game because of it. Uh, so who's going to pick that? Your, I, 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 I ironically like your ironic pick, Eric. Um, so I, I, I try to describe for Iowa, I was, I was stuck um, because trying to describe the way they keep winning these football games and they ugly it up. I mean, these games are just so, so hideous. They're close. They're tense. They're stressful. They're nasty. They just get turned into these bizarre grotesque affairs. So I was stuck immediately with like Mad Max. I'm not talking about the first one. I was kind of having a hard time deciding between wanting to go the road warrior or Fury Road. I love both movies. I think Fury Road's the best action movie of the 21st century. It's incredible. Uh, but I think I'm going with the Road Warrior. I don't know. There's just something about it's also retro and 80s style, which is the style Kirk plays. And it feels like there's just a bunch of weirdos in like bondage gear, ramming each other yeah. in cars. And, Kirk seems like a Mel Gibson guy. <laughs> sure. And it's just just about being nasty and just not dying and explosions and gnarliness and B.O. and muck. So that's what I was thinking. I'm going with, with the, the Road Warrior. Um, that's my, my pick to click. You know, I recently saw the original, the first one. That's a weird ass movie, man. Yeah. It's, it's way different than the other ones. Way different. Yeah. I liked it. It kind of stuck with me for a while, but cause it's got like, it's like a brutal kind of revenge movie, but, um, side, side tangent. Yeah. I, I don't think I had seen it for like a long time or maybe I'd even, I hadn't even seen the whole thing but it's a weird movie. I'm with you. I saw it on cable when I was a kid and I didn't see all of it. I came towards the end, like hiding out of somebody's house and they just go to get ice cream. And then the situation just, it was straight to hell. Um, And I'm like, man, I was not anticipating that. It's almost like a horror movie more than the other ones. It really is. It's not straight action. Right. It it isn't. It's more like a slasher movie. Right. It's, and it's, it's weird. Cause I, yeah, it's, I don't think I had always heard about Mad Max before I'd seen the movie even any of them. And I saw that one first, just coincidentally. And it's like, Oh, you get to see the world start to devolve. Like I, I knew there was the crazy, like post-apocalyptic part, but I didn't realize the first one showed you the world on the downslope. Like you see it before everything just completely sucks ass. Uh, and everybody loses their mind, but they're starting to I'm like, Oh yeah, that, that was really depressing. It's, it's more of like, the other ones are more fun. It's right. more like gets in your craw yeah, it kind stuck with me. I was saying, like, I yeah. thought about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, The Road Warrior is just, like, it's, like, it's super fun. I love the movie, but it's not, I'm not, like, really deep in thought about it. Um, all right. So, well, you got any beers? Any beer recommendations? Yeah, I mean, I, this is this is just a throwback. This is just really for my own edification. But, so, I, I, I remember back in, back in the day, the early aughts, but when I first started college and hating beer, um, before craft beer took off and before I started liking craft beer, um, I remember the first quote unquote nice beer. And I'm putting this in quotes because retro retroactively, I, I realize it's probably not all that great. Um, but uh, it was, this was the fancy beer. This was like when my buddies and I wanted to fancy it up in like 2006. Um, Blue Moon? No. Boulevard, Boulevard, Boulevard Wheat was the beer oh, that we went. Right. That, was, that was our... That was like kind of my yeah. gateway beer. Sure. And it's kind of plain and unassuming. It has some flavor, as, you know, as compared to like Bud Light or whatever. Um, and that and it had replaced McGolden. That was that was a super fancy beer too, Eric. I know you being a Minnesotan when we. Back oh, when we, we love our McGolden here. Oh, I, well, I loved it too. I thought it was the best domestic, and that was back when they had the actual ribbed cans, which I also thought were super super cool. Yeah. Do you remember the yeah. ribbed cans? I do for sure. Yeah. Um, because we visited a buddy and then somebody else recommended, you got to get the golden man. It's so good. And it was, but then that was the first craft beer was like Boulevard wheat is that we'd get that. And then eventually expanded from there. So I haven't had that one in a while and I was just, just bringing it back and I was just feeling nostalgic for it. And plus it's like a boring style, unassuming, like this game is going to be on Saturday. So that's what I'm drinking. What about you, Eric? I was going to, re- so for the gopher game, recommend a beer that I don't like at all. Oh, and and a style of beer that I don't like at all, because I I don't really uh I'm, I don't have a good taste in my mouth, so I'm gonna recommend a sour beer. Oh, and I don't nice. like sour beers. I don't I don't care for them. Uh, Fair State has a 
a sour. It's like rose roselli or it's like a hibiscus sour. It's got that pink can. Maybe you've seen it. I, don't know. I have. It's been a while. Uh, we had somebody brought some over and had some in the fridge. It might even still be in there for a long time. It's I don't like it, but I have a sour taste in my mouth because of this gopher team. So I was going to recommend a sour beer. Okay. So just sour beers in general, that one is particular if you need one. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good. People like it. Like, if you like sour beers, it's yeah. Sour beers are great. That's a that's a personality flaw on your part, Eric. I'm sorry to say, (laughs) sour beers, um, add it to the list. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I ever had that one in particular. Nothing like a good. Yeah, it's like it's a pink can if you see it at the liquor store. Okay, I don't think I've seen first day in Iowa, but yeah, you can. I was just in Iowa. I went to Ivy uh friday night and they had uh what's the mirror universe they had a bunch of fair state beers i didn't say okay man i i know this word words don't mean anything to you eric but um i said i haven't seen any fair state okay i didn't say there weren't any i've only been to like three different places around where i live so i'll I'll sure well there you go it it is available because i have i have seen it got it all right sounds good all right so we're we are predicting gophers covering Hawks winning, but not. We're 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 in lockstep this week for the first time in a while. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then we'll we'll see what action we have. Any any yeah. anything else? No, I'm just yeah, everybody hurts. All right, Miss Floyd. Yeah, hurts. that's where I'm at. Floyd's not with me anymore. Three presidents ago, or two, two presidents ago, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it. Bye-bye.